0: hello 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 loves and welcome to the iron wifey podcast now if you are joining us for this episode you are in for a real treat because we have actually rebranded and so the iron wifey podcast is the new name of the previous podcast which was formerly known as about my father's business and we're going to get into that a little more in this episode But i am so excited for you all to be here i am so excited to be bringing you this renewed version of what the lord is doing through iron wifey and to really break down what it is our mission our vision our goals um, the purpose of this podcast and this rebrand and what it is the lord is doing through us so that we can bless the men and women in our community now I have no intention on just making this podcast about me. By the way, my name is Michaela. I'm your host. <laughs> Probably should have started with that. My name is Michaela Robertson. I am your host. I'm also the founder and uh, editor in Christ of Iron Wifey Magazine. And I am just grateful for you guys to be here. And as I was mentioning, I have no intention on making this show about me. I want to highlight you. I want to highlight our listeners, our audience, our Iron Sisterhood, the amazing women of God who are carrying out the Father's business in their lives and sharpening each other in faith. But without further ado, let's get in to this episode of Iron Wifey. Iron Wifey Wifey Podcast. All right, so if you are new here, welcome again. Uh, what is Iron Wifey? You may be wondering. You may be sitting here like, this is my first episode, Michaela. I've never actually heard of this podcast. Why did you call it Iron Wifey? Are you a wife? What's the purpose of iron? Trust me. Um, there, I have been asked that question or those questions so many times, and I just want to break things down for you guys a little bit here. Iron Wifey is is a, a lifestyle it's a brand it's a ministry and it's a model that we follow that's derived from proverbs twenty seven seventeen. now the actual scripture states that as iron sharpens iron one friend sharpens another and so our model here at iron wifey is as iron sharpens iron one woman sharpens another Our goal is to curate an online community comprised of faith-based creatives, believers, uh, content, and resources that encourage and sharpen women in Christ. Now, I'm not going to rule out all of our men. If you're listening and you're a dude, thank you for tuning in. (laughs) However, our main purpose is to reach, sharpen, and encourage women in Christ. And we do this through the following areas, our five pillars, which happen to be faith, prayer, lifestyle, relationships, and business. And so many of the guests who are featured in Iron Wifey magazine, many of the guests who we're going to be bringing on here for the Iron Wifey podcast are going to fall within those five categories. Again, faith, prayer, lifestyle, relationships, and business. Now... How was it founded? Ooh, Jesus. Iron Wifey was founded in 2017. But before we get there, let's go a little bit further back. I went to school for broadcast journalism and communications. I got my degree in broadcast journalism and communications. I graduated from Michigan State with this degree and I spent three years searching for a job in my field. Never happened. And I know that this was the Lord because at the time, I allowed my worth, my value, and who I was to be tied up in success, in collegiate success, in titles, and not necessarily in God. So, of course, while I'm searching for a job in a field that I am idolizing, God's not going to open that door. And I'm so grateful that he didn't. And one day I just happened to be at my in-law's house and there was a magazine sitting on their coffee table and it was a Christmas magazine. It had about 10 pages in it and it was made by uh, family friends of the family Um, who happened to run their own ministries, Heavenly See Christ Ministries for the World. And this was by um, uh, Jeff and Cheryl. I forget their last name. But their daughter, Felicia, and I were really good friends. And the magazine was sitting on the table. And I picked it up. And I, I had always had an interest and a desire to work for a magazine. For me, it was Essence or Ebony or Jet or Seventeen or Vogue or, you know, all those famous pop culture, African-American magazines that are huge in stores and typically in most black households growing up. That was the goal, uh, to either work for a magazine or to work in television. And so I picked up this magazine that was sitting on their table and I began reading through it. And like I said, it couldn't have been more than 20 pages. It had a crossword puzzle. It had Local people's recipes for, you know, the best Christmas cakes and, you know, people in the church. And it was more like a newsletter than anything, but it was in the form of a magazine. And I looked at this, this creation that they, that this ministry had created and distributed. And I was like, I can do that. If I can't get a job in my field or work for a magazine, then I can create my own magazine i can create my own outlet and so it started with that idea now i didn't necessarily go directly into that (laughs) i was like you know what i'm gonna start a blog and so i started a blog called the fitting room and the fitting room the whole purpose was to take off sin and try on christ and so it was supposed to be this fashion blog christian fashion blog where i would you know try on different clothes but there would be biblical meanings behind it and share, you know, messages of God and encourage people, but the fitting room lasted about a year. <laughs> when my grandmother passed, she was my main inspiration, and so I just kind of lost motivation, I lost inspiration, and the fitting room just kind of died off. And I just happened to remember that magazine that I picked up. And I'm like, "You know what? We're going to do it. We're going to create our own magazine." Now, I've never done this before. Never worked for a magazine, didn't know how to start anything. <laughs> and I set a goal, or not even goal, I'm a, I'm deadline driven. So I set a deadline. And the deadline was June 16th, 2017, which happens to be my wedding anniversary. Now, Iron Wifey, the actual name, uh, my husband is a gamer. He's actually a YouTuber and entertainer. He goes by the name of Iron the Angel, which he was, you know, deemed Iron Angel years ago. And when I actually looked up what Iron Angel meant biblically, because, you know, you get married and your husband's like, hey, I want to play the games for a living. You're like, is this from Jesus? Is this from the Lord? Are you sure? But when I looked it up, I noticed that iron is one of the strongest elements known to man. And an angel is a messenger of God. And so the name Iron Wifey was actually derived from. Um, By his followers, his YouTube followers, because they were just like, hey, wifey, hey, Iron Wifey, um, you know, are you going to be in videos? And so I was known as his wife and I would be in videos as Iron Wifey and I would help him, you know, chase his dreams and, you know, reach his goals with YouTube. And so once we got the magazine up and running and we set that date for June 16th, I fought. (laughs) I spent months and weeks just going back and forth on what the name of this magazine was going to be because I didn't feel like Iron Wifey was you know bold enough I didn't feel like it was the it you know (laughs) you you read a magazine you're like Vogue like that's powerful it holds like stature like you know like I didn't think Iron Wifey was a name that would be strong enough to resonate in households around the world and so I went back and forth between all these different names and And I uh, went back and forth between how I was going to create this magazine. And so the first step was I went to the half price bookstore. We lived in Ohio. There's a half price bookstore. And I bought 20 magazines. They were like 50 cent each. And I bought 20 magazines. And I flipped through every page of every magazine, and I cut out different layouts that I liked. I cut out different styles that I liked. I cut out different covers that I liked. I went through the magazine, you know, I dog-eared different brands, you know, different layouts, different photo sheets, and I was just like, I was in awe, and so I was like, all right, I'm gonna take the inspiration from these magazines, and I'm going to come up with my own. Now, I didn't know where to start, and so I researched all these different ways to start a magazine. And apparently, there are no ways. There are are not a lot of resources or tools out there teaching you how to start a magazine. And so I found something called Canva, and it's this free graphic design software. And I took these pages that I had from these magazines that I ripped out, and I recreated these pages, the layout of these pages in Canva. And so here we go, I have a magazine that I'm launching on June 16th, it's April. So April, May, June, we got three months to launch this out. I have a layout now, and I know I'm gonna take it to Canva and use it through Canva. Now I need content, and so I was terrified, but I put out a post on my Instagram and my Facebook, and I was like, hey, family and friends, I'm launching a women's magazine, Christian, faith-based. If you are a writer and you would like to write for it, please let me know. And I was in awe and I was shocked at the amount of responses that I received from people who were interested in writing. And so for the first issue, I sent out, I created a theme and the theme For the issue was renewal, because I knew that God was renewing my mind. It was going to be a new thing that I was doing. And so I created the theme. I gathered all the emails from the women who said they were interested. I sent out the theme, and I told them, hey, the first deadline is this date, and the second deadline is this date. So you submit your articles on this date. I will have it edited and back to you by this date, and the magazine will publish on June 16th. I got, wow, maybe six or seven articles for the first issue. I was super excited. Um, I edited the articles. I got the edits back to the writers and they were super excited. They loved it. We kept going. And you know, now I had content. I had a layout for images. I took stock images from the internet that were free. So websites like Pexels or Pixabay and You know, like I took all these free images online and I filled the magazine with all these images and it was actually coming together. Like we were actually creating a magazine and I was in awe. Now it came down to the cover and it came down to publishing because it's like, is this going to be a digital magazine or is this going to be a like published, like a print magazine that people can actually hold? And I remember talking to my mother-in-law and Um, I told her, I was like, I think it's going to be print. And she was like, okay, I'd love to see it whenever it's done. And so I was in Cincinnati again. I researched all these print companies. We didn't have a lot of money. So I'm like, hey, you know, I want to put like $100 toward printing. And so I researched all these print companies. I found a company that just happened to be right around the corner from my house and I had to figure out a cover and I wanted someone prestigious to be on my first cover. I wanted it to be like the the cover of the year, you know, like get a famous person. And funny enough, I reached out to Cece Winans and I got in contact with like her publicist and we went back and forth and it just didn't work out. And so when it came down to it, I was like, you know what? I guess I'm just going to have to ask a family or friend. And so um. Since I was in Cincinnati with my husband's family, I asked my mother in I'm like, hey, you want to be on the cover? And she's like, uh, no, I don't. <laughs> and she's like, well, why don't you do what Oprah does? Oprah's on every one of her covers. And I'm like, yeah, isn't that a little vain, though? She's like, I mean, it's her magazine and it cuts down on cost and it cuts down on time. And all she has to do is take photos of herself. And I'm like, okay, I don't want to be on my own magazine. I don't want to be on the cover for the first issue, but we got less than 15 days. And so this magazine comes out. So I guess it's just going to be me. And so I set up a little, I guess you can say a background or a photo set in my living room. I just moved the couches, and there was a white wall. I took all of the half-price magazines that I bought from the bookstore and opened them. Um, I put on a little bit of makeup. I put my phone on a tripod and I set on the timer for 10 seconds and I posed. And I took about 100 pictures because I would literally have it set on the tripod. I would hit the button and then I'd run and get in position and smile. And then I'd go back and i look at it and I'd do the same thing. So that happened like 100 times. And it came down to two pictures that ended up being in, Were actually three pictures that ended up being in the magazine. Turned out great, being the cover of the magazine. I submitted the file to the print company around the corner from my house. And within a week, they had physical copies of Iron Wifey Magazine. The first issue, the renewal issue of Iron Wifey Magazine. And on June 16th, we launched we put out well i mean i don't know what launch means or if you don't know what launch means we uploaded a digital copy to uh, our website so i transformed the iron not the iron the fitting room website into iron wifey website Uh, we uploaded a digital copy of the magazine people could go online and read it for free and from there i just sent print copies of the issue to writers only because I felt like if you're a writer, you should have a copy of your work. And I remember uh, talking to my mother-in-law and she was saying how as soon as she received her issue, it was as if the word became flesh, like to tangibly hold a product that God created, that he led you to create, that you had no idea how to even or where to even start, but he just took you step by step, you know, day by day, way by way, image by image, writer by writer. He took you all the way from the idea to execution and to hold that tangible copy in your hand. It's as if the word became flesh. Now that is the story of Iron Wifey magazine from the first issue, the first year we put out issue every month so every month I repeated that same cycle and the same writers contributed and the team grew and within the first year we had ten writers um, international we had half of the writers in South Africa because I have some friends out there and we had half of the writers in the United States and I was just in awe I was in awe of what God was doing I like truly I was in awe I'm like about to cry, I'm not gonna cry. I was in awe of what God was doing because it was truly like my mother in law said the word became flesh, and so from there, we did monthly issues again, two thousand and eighteen, monthly issues again, two thousand and nineteen we lost momentum, and so life kind of happened, you know, and in twenty twenty we relaunched um we didn't relaunch, but in 2020 we decided to do quarterly issues instead. Um, in 2018, though, uh, when I went to interview our January issue um, cover feature, her name was Amber, she's a friend of mine. I went to interview her because I always, you know, again, I went to school for journalism and I always wanted to work in like TV or magazines and I wanted to have a video element to the podcast or not podcast, but to the magazine. And I went to interview Amber and I took my camera and the camera died, but I always had backup audio. And so from there, um, I used the audio Instead, I was devastated because I'm like, that was such a great interview. This is going to be it. And I don't know what I'm going to do. My husband's like, well, you have audio, so just turn it into a podcast. And from there, that's how the podcast launched. It was called Sharpening Sessions. Uh, It changed names in 2020 when we came back with a magazine and did quarterly issues. And the theme for 2020 was about my father's business. So the podcast that went along with the magazine was titled About My Father's Business. And so if you happen to be listening to this podcast right now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, any of the podcasting platforms, the more you scroll, the more you'll see more episodes from About My Father's Business. And I figured, you know what, instead of just getting rid of them, just keep them there because that's how it started. It started with Sharpening Sessions and moved to About My Father's Business. And now, in 2021, we have rebranded. And the rebrand is pretty much what we should have done from the beginning, which is just Iron Wifey. Even though it was a name, I didn't want the magazine to be. Even though it was a name, I didn't feel like resonated. It was a name that the Lord gave me when it came to being a wife when it came to being a woman of God. And it showed me that when it comes to being an iron wifey, it's not about being married, but about being the bride to Christ. Because we are all the bride to Christ. The body of Christ is the bride to Christ. And so it's our job to present ourselves flawless, without spot, and prepare ourselves by sharpening one another in Christ so that we can be ready for his return. And so that is our main goal with Iron Wifey, to sharpen and to encourage women in Christ through the areas of faith, prayer, lifestyle, business, and relationships, because those five areas pretty much make up our lives and how we can dedicate them to God. And so, wow. Okay, not going to cry. Okay. So, um expectations for the rebrand. So since we went from being about our father's business now to just The Iron Wifey magazine, The Iron Wifey podcast, um just Iron Wifey as a whole is the rebrand. That's it. Like we're not going to expect to change our name anymore. Forgive me for my indecisiveness and going back and forth and taking you guys along with me for the ride, but we are going to stick with Iron Wifey. And this podcast is going to feature interviews from men and women who are sharpening and encouraging women in Christ. And it's going to feature interviews that touch on prayer, that touch on lifestyle, that touch on faith, that touch on business, that touch on relationships and expectations for this podcast is we will be on every Wednesday at whatever time the episode is edited because <laughs> your girl has to do it herself uh, but we'll be on every Wednesday this podcast will be available on all of the podcasting platforms as well as YouTube we're going to start with just audio not video maybe there might be some clips here and there uh, but you can follow us at Iron Wifey Magazine on Instagram or Iron Wifey on Facebook. And we really just hope to dive into the stories behind men and women who are carrying out the Father's business, um, people who are expressing their gratitude, and also just people who are sharpening women in Christ. And so for starters, this episode is sponsored by the iron wifey magazine because we are releasing a new issue next week on uh, next week is the april 27th so we're releasing releasing a new issue next week april 27th which is the q1 issue for this year uh, which covers the call that's the topic of focus the call And so we'll be sitting down with our cover feature for the Q1 issue, Chauncey Reed, and we'll be talking about what it means to be called and what God expects from those who are chosen and called to carry out his business. And so I can't wait for you guys to hear that interview. I can't wait for you guys to tune in to the magazine. It's going to be, it's already beautiful. So I just can't wait for you guys to see it, but we are just so excited to be back We are so excited to be focused, to have clarity, to know the direction that God is taking us in, and to do it freely, to do it freely without fear, without hesitation, and without discouragement. Because God has called us for such a time as this. And I believe that Iron Wifey is going to be a household name. I saw a vision of the magazine being in Kroger. I just happened to walk by a magazine, what do you call those? A aisle, magazine aisle in the grocery stores. And I saw a vision of it happening. So I don't know when it's going to happen. I don't know how, but the goal is to stay focused, to embrace this call that God has placed on our lives, to use this ministry, Iron Wifey, to reach the world, and to do what we know we're called to do, which is sharpen and encourage women in Christ. So that concludes this episode of the Iron Wifey podcast. If you are listening on any of the podcasting platforms, please rate and review your listenership, your stars, your likes, your comments your subscriptions, it all means so much to us because support is measured in those who show up. And so we know that we're going to show up faithfully. And we just ask that you join us on this journey to change the world by spreading the good news of Christ. But please rate and review if you are listening on podcasting platforms. Please subscribe, like, and comment if you are listening on YouTube. And we will catch you guys next week in another episode of the Iron Wifey podcast. Yes, we are back. We will get you guys next week in another episode of Iron Wifey. Bye for now, loves. Iron Wifey podcast.